Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Military Wife Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports and embraces the women behind the military men by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Want to join a bank that just gets Defence Life? Defence Bank is one of Australia's largest customer-owned banks. They have 33 on-base branches across Australia, an award-winning banking app that allows you to do all your banking, wherever, whenever, and Defence Bank offers competitive products and services tailored for ADF members and defence spouses. Visit defencebank.com.au today and see how easy your banking can be. Welcome, Cheryl, to the Military Wife Life podcast. Awesome. Thanks for having me. You and your husband have been together for how long? We actually went to school together. So we've been together a really long time. (laughs) We've been married for 10 years. Was the Defence Force or military always something that your husband wanted to do? So, yeah, he joined the army straight from school. So we actually didn't get together until after we both left school. He went off to do his basic training and it wasn't until he came back and we started hanging out together. You know, we were like... 17, 18, um, that we actually got together. So when you got together, did him being in the military have any impact on whether you would go forward with the relationship? Did you think about it any more than what you would with any other person? Did you put any extra thought into it? I guess I was quite naive at the time. Like like I said, I was like 18. And at that time, you're still at party age. You know, you're still going out, having fun with your friends and things. And he was sort of coming back weekends. And I was working full time too. So I guess I didn't really think too much about it. Like I said, I was really naive about it. And I just thought that it would be normal, I guess. Didn't really think anything different about being in a relationship. So when you got together, was he posted to the location that you were living in? How did that work with him obviously doing his training and then going off on his first posting? How does that sort of work? So his basic training, they tend to do like 12 weeks at a time. I don't know how it works in Australia. And then they come back for like four weeks and they go away again. Once he'd finished his training, did he get a posting away from where you lived or how did it work with you guys being together? Where we lived was about three hours away from where he was actually doing his training. So he would just come back weekends, not every weekend, just depending on what was going on at the time. And I guess the UK is a lot smaller than Australia, so it was a lot easier to, to get home in some cases. But yeah, he would just come back weekends. So he'd come back on a Friday and go back either Sunday evening or early Monday morning, depending on what's going on. Going into it because you are from the UK and the locations that he could possibly get posted to in the UK, like you mentioned, it's not as big as Australia. You could kind of go into it thinking, well, if I need to, I will stay in this location and he will just travel back on weekends. Pretty much. Like, I guess you can get from the whole, you know, from Scotland to Cornwall, it's like a 12 hour trip. (laughs) So depending on traffic, it's not going to take as long as it does for where we posted in Australia. So what was your actual introduction to military life like once you guys had gotten together he'd finished his training and then he was posted to his first job in the military what was that like for you and as a couple horrible (laughs) so unfortunately for us we were together for about around a year and then he got sent to Iraq because that's when I think it was was that 2003 
2002 when all that sort of came into play so it was really horrible introduction to military life I guess for me because I didn't know what it was going to be like or what was going to happen like I was still obviously really young so I was naive about the whole situation but yeah it was horrible he was he was just gone and you didn't know when you were gonna speak to them again or just didn't know And how was that going through that at such a young age? And because at that time, those deployments, you knew that there was a lot of danger happening with those deployments. How did you handle that at such a young age? I guess you've still got, you know, you're still going out weekends and you're still partying with your friends and stuff. So you just try and block it out as much as you can, but not knowing when you're going to get the next phone call or, you know, when you're going to speak to him again or waiting around by the phone because you just didn't know when they were going to call. So like I'd be at work, like literally on my phone, just waiting to see if he would call because in those days they had like phone call- they had specific times where they could phone so they had phone cards and a certain time slot like a 10 minutes of time slot where they could ring home and, you- and it was hard because I didn't know there was no one else that I knew that was going through the same thing so no one really understood what it was like that was hard too. So once he got back from those deployments did he just settle into a normal nine to five job in the military how did it work once he came back from those deployments? He was part of a unit so he was still going away on exercises and doing things like that it wasn't a nine to five and he was still based away so he would still come back weekends and so how did it come to be that you guys were posted to australia every few years so that Australia and the UK Army do like um, an exchange. I'm not sure if it's just artillery or whether it's all through the different units, but a job comes up and then they sit aboard and whoever comes on top of the board gets the job basically. So he put himself forward for it. We were in and R in like whether it would be good for us, but this opportunity doesn't come up very often. So I think it's one of those where if you don't take it, you'll regret it. So it's a case of just go for it and see what happens. Had you extensively discussed going on an overseas posting before he obviously worked towards doing that and what were some of the considerations before moving over here like what did you think it was going to be like and what is it actually like over here I had no idea what it was going to be like the couple that were over here before us the wife actually went back to the UK because she hated it and I was like oh my god (laughs) like what does that mean am I gonna hate it but I think it's a case of you make it work it's your adventure so it works for you everyone's different but we didn't think too much about it like coming over like I'm quite open to new things and challenges so it was a case of let's just go for it and see what happens like it's two years and two years in a long scheme of things isn't really a long time so it was a case of let's just go for it and see what happens but we only had like four months I think from leaving the UK to come into Australia and they didn't really give us that much time to to think about it to be honest so yeah so once you got here how does it sort of work like do you have a house that you get to pick from or is there just a house that you are given do you get like an information pack of the services that are available to Australian military families that are also available to you like how does it work when you come to another country so there's a handover system with my husband and the guy that was here before so they have like a handover we actually had a house in place which was the house that the guy lived in before so we just took over that house you can look for other houses it just depends what situation you're in and if there was someone before you doing the job but I 
found out myself with like schools and stuff. We didn't really have, there's a big information pack, which is just full of information, you know, mainly about Medicare cards and all that kind of thing and schools, but everything else I kind of find it myself like community wise. Did you find that there was a huge difference between military life in the UK compared to in Australia? Like what have been some of the main differences that you found? I guess where we are now, it's a a big community. And I don't know what it's like for the rest of Australia because everyone says to me, oh, you know, Pakapanyo is completely different to the rest of the Australian army because of its community. So I'm not sure how it works. There are communities and things that you can chuck yourself into, but here has been a different experience for me, like community-wise. From what people have told you, Pakapanyo is definitely a different military experience in Australia because you live on base, yeah? And, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't get that opportunity to live on base because we do have housing in the wider community now and they've sort of stopped accommodation on base and things like that yeah with postings over in the uk do you guys have postings on bases and things like that or have you been to a posting on a base or do you just stay in the one location and your husband moves for his job so i've not lived on base before like you tend to live outside the base it's always been closed off like the houses are literally right next to the base but the base is all they call it behind the wire so you tend to live outside of the wire but there's always been the communities together there was a real shortage of housing when we first got married so we actually lived in a rented accommodation not rented from the army we've always been outside of the community area i guess nine out of ten defense spouses wish they found out about defense banks sooner okay i might have just made that up and they do sponsor my podcast but i've checked them out and i think they're worth a look just for their banking app alone it's award-winning has cool features like fast same-day payments card alerts and controls and pin change functionality savings roundups apple pay google pay fitbit pay garmin pay the list goes on oh and if you really want to go to a branch you can there are 33 on-base branches across australia Banking as a defence spouse doesn't have to be hard. For more info, visit defencebank.com.au. In regards to support for kids in schools and things like that in the UK, obviously we have defence school mentors over here. Do you have something similar over in the UK? How does that work? I've never heard of having a support network in schools. So each school that has military um, children in it gets free. I think it's £300 per child. And that money is supposed to go to that child to help them at school, basically. But um, I think it just gets chucked into the school as a in general. Like overall, the money just goes in to help the school, not the individual children. But my kids have always gone to mainstream schools, not like a military school. So I don't know if they have someone at like military specific schools and so what about your field of work when you went into the relationship what was your field of work and how easy was it going to be for you to continue with that career with moving yeah it was really hard to um i had a really good career at a naval base working as a subcontractor for the engineers that were coming in so when we got married i actually left that job and i didn't work for obviously 
actually having I had Emily my eldest at the time so she was one and I didn't work for a few years I just found picked up jobs like here and there and like I said trying to find jobs that fit in with you and your family and especially living away from family too it's harder to find babysitters and people who can look after your children and and that costs money too like getting a babysitter it costs money so it's not really worth working so I just picked up jobs here and there I qualified as a fitness instructor so that definitely helped so I could work that around me and I also got into network marketing I love how that works it's not for everybody but it works for me and it works for my lifestyle so that was a really good thing to get into for me and so when you came to Australia do you have the option of working or how does it work with visas and working over here if you want to yes so I can't work because we don't have visas as such we're over on a work order so I'm not allowed to, I think there is a way that you can, but it's really complicated and it's at the end of the day, it's just not worth it. So the UK army do substitute, they give me like an allow a daily allowance, which sort of substitutes for me not being able to work. So that helps, but it does, you know, it does get a bit, I've just treated it as a two year holiday, basically. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing really nice. wrong with that, but yeah, if <laughs> yeah. if it was to the case where you actually wanted to work, but it's so complicated that you're not able to, then yeah, obviously there's a exactly. problem. I guess it's yeah. having that choice. When you came over here, did you have a plan to travel? Obviously pre-COVID because when you came, it wasn't COVID times, but w- yeah. what was the plan g- coming into the posting? Was it to see as much of Australia as possible or how did you sort of go into the posting? Yeah, so that was our, that was our plan to try and get as many places as we could that's how we sold it to the kids really we were like oh yeah let's go it's going to be an adventure we're going to go so many different places it's going to be awesome and to be fair we have managed to get a few places we've done Sydney we did the Great Ocean Road we've done Cairns 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 I never say it right Cairns <laughs> Cairns uh, we did want to go New Zealand but it was just we just couldn't get there it was just too much for us but yeah we've, we've managed to get quite a few places we would have liked to see more but like I said two years isn't that long of a time really in the grand scheme of things so well especially when your, your husband's working exactly <laughs> like, not like yeah. you're coming over here and you've just got <laughs> endless time to go and travel yeah exactly I'm quite happy with the places we've managed to get to how will it work with finishing up the posting when are you guys due to go back to the UK and has COVID impacted that so we were actually due to go back actually July and we are waiting to find out when we can actually leave so that's been a bit difficult for us obviously planning wise we've had to put a lot of things on hold obviously like medicare cards all that kind of things i had to reapply for because it's been extended but yeah at the moment we're just waiting to find out when we can leave and that's obviously going to impact the kids schooling as well because you guys have a different year yeah so the kids were due to start school in september because that's when the school year starts september so they've actually missed well they're going to miss the first four or five months of the new year which has been really hard because my eldest, she's in year six now. So she would have started high school in the UK this month. So she's missed her first few months of high school. But at the same time, she gets to finish year six. So I'm not sure which is better, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Are you happy that you're getting to stay? Like, are you hesitant to go back overseas? With yeah, COVID? I'm not sure where it's better to be at the moment. <laughs> I think where we are now, like I'm quite happy where we are. I don't want to be traveling at the moment. And for us, we don't know what we're going to have to do 
Um, obviously the UK is a long flight. I don't want to have to go halfway quarantine in a different country for 14 days and then do the rest of the trip and quarantine in the UK for 14 days. So I'm not sure how that's going to work. I think we can get a strike flight, but I don't, I don't even know if they're running at the moment or where we can get that flight from. So we'll just have to wait and see. But I think for now, I'm quite happy staying here for those extra few months and just seeing what happens. When you end up finishing up the posting will you get a fair bit of notice or will it just be like no you're going now because yeah I think it's just yeah I think it's just the case of we've got a spot it's time to go that's really hard (laughs) um, yeah but I mean we didn't really bring a lot of stuff with us because the house that we're in the guy that was here before left beds and sofas and that kind of things for us so that stuff's gonna stay so it's just literally the things that we bought to pack up so it's not too bad this end it'll just be when we get to the other end and so did you get involved with the spouse community over here and did you go to any events or did you I had such a good time over here I've literally chucked myself into everything <laughs> and I don't know if it's the Paka Panyol community like it's everyone says to me that no one wants to come here um it is a bit in the middle of nowhere but community wise and if you've got small children it's awesome it's such a good place to be and they do they do ladies nights every month they do barefoot bowls they do there's just so much stuff in kids clubs it's a really really great community i guess it would be a totally different experience for someone that without kids and that were you know young oh couple, yeah if you're by yourself yeah nowhere. yeah no don't do it <laughs> yeah but yeah sure. if you've got if you've got kids it's really great they do they've got a place called dj's which is like a on-site it's like a kids nightclub basically they just give them sugar and they just run around for like two hours they do that obviously before covid they used to do that like every friday it's been really great for them there's definitely elements within that community that could be implemented within other communities that have we've sort of lost over time yeah so once you get news that you're going back to the uk what sort of happens with your husband starting at his new posting does he get some time off and do you where are you moving to how does that sort of work he was obviously due to start his job now so i don't actually know what's happening with that at the moment i think he's waiting to find um get an email to find out what's going on but we actually own a house in the uk um which we'll probably move back into so it will mean that he will go back to community meeting just coming back weekends which will be a challenge itself because like I said we've had a two-year holiday over here where he's been home every night pretty much so it's going to be interesting to see how we adapt to him coming back weekends and me getting a job again (laughs) and the kids getting settled back into a routine exactly yeah. yeah what advice or information was offered to you that you found really helpful when you're a new spouse it was really hard no one really showed me anything and I guess not to put my husband down or anything but I guess that comes from him too like he could have probably helped me a bit more and showed me like where to go and find the information but at the same time I never asked him for it like I didn't want to put pressure on him to to help me it was because the case of trying to work it out for myself but in hindsight I probably should have asked for the help a bit more it's like trying to figure it out for yourself but he's the gatekeeper but you don't want to ask yeah exactly yeah (laughs) and he doesn't know he's the gatekeeper (laughs) no he has no idea so I mean it's like it now like they get emails and you know I'll speak to one of my friends and they'll be like oh yeah husband should have got an email and I was like oh and I'll get home and ask him he was like oh yeah I got that I'm like gee thanks oh my gosh (laughs) I mean they have their experience and we have ours and they are on a totally different 
wavelength. Uh, so mental health wise, how do you look after your mental health when you know, you're know you juggling it all and you're waiting on postings and, and don't even know when you're going to be traveling back to the UK? Yeah. And- so I'm a great advocate for self-care and a fitness instructor. So fitness is definitely one of my top priorities. I do that as much as I can. And like I said, self-care, like it's not selfish just to take time out for you and just get away from the kids, even like a weekend with the girls, obviously not at the moment because of COVID, but um, just do stuff for you. And what about, what have you learned along the way of being, you know, a spouse after a few years, you kind of get some tips and tricks under your belt. What have you learned along the way? I've definitely learned to step out of your comfort zone. Even if you don't want to go out and meet people, do it anyway. There's people that you're not going to like and there's people that you're not going to get on with and I've kind of learned to accept that like I don't have to be a people pleaser all the time if I don't get on with people then that's totally fine and I've learned to ask for help when you need it you don't have to do everything by yourself there are people there that can help you yeah for sure just being able to put your hand up for that help because people can offer it but it's accepting it exactly yeah 100% Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Cheryl, and talking about your experience of an overseas posting in Australia and all that comes with waiting to hear when you're going to go back and I guess the differences between the UK and Australia and and all that is military life. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome talking to you. I so hope you were able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 